Keep going. And we are live, guys. What is going on? What's going on? We are still setting up a little bit, but uh, we have the amazing band on today. And they are the Blood Moon Howlers. Amazing group. Rock blues band out of L.A., correct? Yeah, that's correct. Out of LA, you gotta love LA. Uh, that's one of my favorite places. How are you guys doing? Doing good. We're getting a little hot. Yeah, it's hot today. <laughs> that's definitely. Yeah. The, that was the factor for our choice in dessert today. Yeah. Oh, even better. So let's step step right to it. We got them on, and we're gonna talk a little bit about desserts. Guess first. What did you guys bring in regards to desserts? So we brought. Uh, yeah, let's grab it. So we brought. Oh yeah. From a particular place that we like a lot called Afters. Have you guys ever been there? No, um, I've been there. So my sister Nicole used to live in L.A. And we went to somewhere in North Hollywood once. It was like kind of like one of those yogurt jungle type places where you can get some yogurt and then you put the toppings on. So good, so good. Oh my goodness. When I was a kid, we would, uh, my mom would take me there from time to time and I'd always get like this huge one and then never be able to finish it. (laughs) That's the whole thing. Like, I'm going to top it with gummy bears and brownies and I'm going to put Oreos in it and then I'm going to put this syrup on it and then, yeah. (laughs) Five pounds. It costs 20 20 bucks. Never eat all of it. Yeah, <laughs> we have one here called we have one here called Yogurt Mountain. That's what it's, it's essentially there the same thing. Right on. But it's yeah, it's like twenty bucks for like a cup. <laughs> so what do you guys? What? Let's see it. Let's see this dessert. Oh, that does look good. So I got on top. I got like a, a mitten chip type of deal. Nice. And there you go. They have like uh, this one called. It's a flavor called cookie butter. And it's Ooh. just like sugar cookie style stuff in there. And it's like, I think it's like tart vanilla style something or whatever is the base. Oh, that's, that's awesome. Rick and Morty thing, right? I don't, know, I don't know if that's like a, a, what it always is or if that's just like a that thing they do. Or something. Brandon actually showed us. Oh yeah. After, so so. I, my, my studio is really close to an afters and they're usually open till midnight. So like I'd be working on mixes all day and then Matt and Juju would come over I'd be like, guys, I need a break. You want to get ice cream? And that started our ice cream fixation. There you go. <laughs> and you guys live in LA where it is a tad hot today. So you uh, guys are uh, needing that. Yeah. yeah cool you no, down. We don't do too well in the heat. We have a lot of hair. <laughs> I saw that. Yes. Yeah, it, it doesn't go so well when, uh, like, June through October. Actually, I mean, I, I, take, I eat ice cream all year. <laughs> yeah, ice cream exists. Yeah, so I don't live too far away from y'all. Yeah. I'm in Arizona, so I'm in Phoenix. And so uh-huh. we're a little bit, we totally enjoy that dessert going down. Absolutely so. <laughs> we couldn't even talk about hot then around you. I remember our first time playing in Phoenix. We got there, you know, it was like some ungodly temperature, like 110. And so we just hit <laughs> Airbnb. Wow. The sun went down, then we like, peeked her head around the door just to see if it was safe, and it wasn't. So we just went back inside until we could, like, go to the venue. So yes, <laughs> the only via shadows 
we had to like hide in all of them on the way up. Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly true. <laughs> like you, like we, like so. There's like trees. Like, well, they're not trees. They're more like um, there's no shade involved. There's a little bit of shade involved, like because they're palaverdes. They just are thorn trees with some baby leaves on them and we call that arizona shade because we're like hey go get the park your car next to that tree because it's so much more shade because <laughs> it's just so hot it, i mean you just it's like an oven i went in my car the other day yeah absolutely you're running you're running from uh, air conditioning to air conditioning oh, no, I, I mean actually so i just met someone um oh when we're we're playing in salt lake we met someone that was from pennsylvania moved to phoenix and i was like how do you do phoenix he's like well we basically hibernate in the winter in Pennsylvania, and you just hibernate during the summer in Arizona. Yep. The difference is I don't have to shovel sunshine. That's the difference. <laughs> I mean, fried, though. I get fried, but I do don't have to shovel the sunshine in the winter. So I'm just like, yeah, yep, I'm just sitting here, just looking at the wonderful outside. You know, it's there's nice. so much sunshine in my driveway. I have to shovel it. Yes, exactly. So much. And then, uh, you know, James is from from another sunny state of Florida. Florida. He's in, uh, yeah. He's in Bradenton, which is near Tampa. So, Josh, I'm, I'm originally from California. I lived in Garden Grove, California. Oh, cool. cool. So, yeah. All the good people come from L from L.A. There you yeah. You're the first person or, ever yeah, I, I like my my sister lived in L.A. for a long time. I loved L.A. It was a great place to be going and hanging out. I have a lot of good friends in L.A. still. So, yeah, it's good times. And also, that's where all the good music, you know, all the fun music stuff. I, I Back in the day. So this was before the Internet. Everything happened in L.A. My parents are musicians. That was where all of the if you wanted to go get found, you went to L.A. Now it's not so much like that. But, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, it helps. The nice thing is, like, it's such a large community of such talented people here that, like, it's just a lot easier to make things happen, I guess. Because it's like, oh, man, we yeah. want to shoot a music video. Who do we know? It's like, you can call, like, 10 people they know that are all fantastic. Or, you know, find someone who's a... Or they'll lead you to someone. Yeah. They'll lead you to someone. Or need some strings. Right. Like, like, you know, take your pick. It's, it's pretty lucky to have that here. Yeah, there's so Yeah. Many musicians so yeah competitive. yeah you made me interesting like instrument you probably could like call someone who knows someone who knows to play that instrument you know like pretty much anything so and that's very true. And that's what, um, so of course my sister, Nicole is going to be moving back to LA soon ish. I don't know how soon, oh. but soon ish. And she can't wait because she's just, lo she loves living in LA. There's so much to do. There's so much collaboration how she even got into the business was uh, through friends because of networking, just like what you're talking about. Somebody needed a friend to do this and start learning the gigs and awesome. Just really cool. I, I love, I love her story about how she got into the music industry. So it's really a cool time. And it was all based because she lived in LA. So now I'm going to show you my desserts. And this time, this is the question. What is the question, James? Did I just bring an ingredient to a dessert? Ingredient? I uh, should call it ingredient or dessert. Oh. Or dessert. So sure. one time I brought, like, two two episodes, I just brought a banana. But this banana. time, I just, I, I these are, uh, these are brownie, brownie cupcake things. There you go. 
And they are absolutely the most addicting things you can possibly eat. And I have to keep them away from my 12-year-old because he will literally eat the whole thing in one sitting. That happens. That happens. Especially with 12-year-olds who uh, he's like a puppy. He like he's he's now so this is the interest he was on my channel for a long time as part of my uh sh my videos and now he's like my height <laughs> people will be like hey what you didn't do any tapings with him and now he's my height and they're gonna be like whoa who ate that kid <laughs> and that you, so like you remember like when you're in school and like you come back after one summer, then all of a sudden there's like that little kid's like six foot two. Yeah, that's, yeah, like, that's exactly him. Like, you're like a two foot growth spurt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's Kate. So he was already growing into puppy. And so he was the tallest kid in his class last year. And so now I was like, I think he grew another five or six inches over the summer in just two weeks. Uh, I mean, he sleeps all he's in that sleeping hibernate phase where, you know, he's just like growing immensely. And I'm like, <laughs> When did he come up to my eyes? I can now see him. Like, I can see him in my eyes. Crazy. So the big question is that we all know that James, a professional chef, has made something amazing yet again. And we just have to go with it. We bow down to the master chef who is making amazing desserts. I don't even come close. I mean, brownies are pretty damn good, but nothing like what you brought. Let's let's see it, buddy. Let's I gotta, see it. I gotta show off. So this is whoa, whoa. that monkey yeah. bread. You heard of that? That monkey bread. <laughs> it's basically just like a big old cinnamon roll with, uh, yeah, no, without the icing. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's so ridiculously good. And you know that it was all made from scratch. It wasn't like, hey, I went and got some Pillsbury stuff. It was like from scratch. <laughs> oh my God, that's awesome. Like you went out, harvested the wheat. That's right. <laughs> Milled everything. Yeah. He was all about that. He was, you know, that's what he does. What's going on, Ken <laughs> and Nick? What's going on? Um, so flavored with like is there glaze on it uh oh he went dead you hear me yeah. Yeah. no we couldn't hear you what'd you say oh no my mom was asking me a question i, I muted it oh, okay. oh okay so is there any glaze on your oh no yeah it's, yeah it's pretty much like the natural glaze i mean it's just it's really you mix the, the dough in cinnamon sugar and then you put it in like a the pan, the butt, like a big old butt cake pan, and then you make a, you're making the glaze by adding the butter, sugar, and cinnamon and brown sugar, melt it pretty much, and then you pour it on top and you put it in the oven. So like all that is like the sauce, and then you just flip it over on the pan on the uh, in the plate, and then all the sauce kind of drips down. Oh my god! That's like that's the sauce yeah. from the pan. So. Yeah. No yeah. sauce, cinnamon. It's already needed. <laughs> I, I have a terrible sweet tooth. Like it's bad. It's like a problem. You know, so like I just like, like I think growing up would have like family barbecues and the dessert table was always bigger than like the like entree table. It'd be like sandwiches, and then the dessert table would be like huge. loaded. Yeah, <laughs> like that. Oh, so, good. God. I like so good. <laughs> uh, 
That is so good. So here, so this is, so we're always, we love to talk about desserts and food. And so what we have a question for, and we always ask every guest, what is your favorite road food? So when you're going to a gig and you're like, I got to have this, it's my gig is not complete until I have this. What is that? Juju's favorite is the <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> Chipotle, and they always want to eat Chipotle, and so we're always Chipotle. <laughs> and I hate it. I don't, I just, like, well, I don't it was funny on our, on our last adventure. She was like, she just started saying, hate Chipotle. And, and Brandon and I were like, no, you don't, what are you talking about? You never said that to us. She's like, I've been saying it every time. And we're just like, it was, we we're somehow taken very by surprise. Yeah. I, I mean, always want to go to Chipotle. It's oh. like the only like healthy choice that's a chain in, in every city. Because I have like a lot of dietary restrictions now, uh, just for allergies, and so they like have stuff I can eat. So I'm always like, "Oh, that's easy." But um, yeah, now to come find out, like Juju's just been eating it out of spite and just hated it this just whole it time. Really <laughs> but no, um, if I had to choose my favorite road food, would probably be. I feel like tacos. Tacos are like, but we have a lot of like really awesome taco trucks in LA, and so oh, yeah. did not kind of like just compare them to LA. But um, well, how about this? I, I would say that maybe there's like a different each city that we go. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And, and and maybe it's it's too complicated. You know, like yeah, there's like because there's a there's a lot of different cool like like especially like certain dishes like uh, just recently in Nashville. I don't remember that. Patty bees. No, oh, no, no, it, was, it wasn't that one. It was oh, the oh, one we went to. Cheese. Remember, we like to try was like, mac and cheese in like every city. Oh, yeah, they're big yeah, mac, mac and cheese <laughs> and clam chowder are my favorite, like. Oh, yeah. Wherever we go. Yeah, but we've had some amazing, we've been having some amazing barbecue lately because we've been going to like Austin and Nashville and stuff. And so that's kind <laughs> of a new favorite thing. Yeah, you can't go wrong with the uh, Texas barbecue. Yeah, yeah it's barbecue. That, it's barbecue. Well, it kind of ruined barbecue, though. In LA. Yeah, LA, we haven't found as good barbecue as we found in, in Texas. For sure. <laughs> no, and it's because of it's Texas. I mean, they take their barbecue seriously. There's no doubt you can't transport some of that. You can try to transport it, but it's yeah, it's not the same. Yeah, I, the, I agree. All, the, whole, the whole thing plays into like that taste where you're just like, mm, yeah, you're not, you're not getting that flavor in California that I know. I'd love to know. If anyone yeah. knows, I would love to know. <laughs> Do you know what's so cool, though, was when you live in a big city, you have so many options. Like, I love the Korean part of L.A., Koreatown, oh, yeah. and they have that amazing Korean barbecue that's down there. And there's, like, three or four, like, even Fusion one. There's that Fusion one that's right there that's just, like, so good that you're just, like, yeah, it's this is where to stay, hang out. I love yeah. that about yeah. Yeah, we have so Korea. Well, we haven't had as much Korean food. Really great. You've had more Korean food. Yeah, I've done Korean barbecue a couple times. We like. Uh, we're huge. Like, uh, we, I mean, we just we just love food. I mean, we're pretty pretty easy. We're, uh, but I like sushi a lot, and I mean, I, I yeah, kind of like. I have a big. If I go too long without having sushi, like I get a little bit. It's like the Snickers commercial, but with sushi. <laughs> <laughs> we like sushi. 
here it has so you know what so sushi is like some something that i had not really grown up because i grew up in the desert right so sushi was not something that you usually got but now that it's gotten bigger sushi has become more of a stable for you know phoenicians yeah. and so now yeah i'm all about the sushi but i said sushi isn't about the raw fish it's about the sauce that's on the raw fish <laughs> <laughs> I said it's not because my sounds like you're eating just raw fish and I'm like wait a second here let me tell you about what it is it's the sauce that right. makes the whole thing and it's just like we were talking about this last week escargot if you put the right sauce on a snail you're going to eat it listen this fish is so fresh caught yesterday filleted right now and you're like yeah 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 what's the sauce what's the sauce <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> is it hot? Is it that? Is it? Yeah. I love it. I think without this garlic ponzu, man. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. What's going on, Joshua Ricks? What's hey, going Josh. on, buddy? Um, you guys, when you're traveling, what is your favorite travel snack that you like keep on you? You know, like oh, your backpack, yes. car. That's a good one. We're big snack because it's like long drive. We're big snack people. No, oh, let's let's hear that. Let's hear that. So we got to hear the snacks, the snacks that you're going in for. Yes. We, what do you got? We should clarify though. Brandon yeah. is the snack Brandon master. master. <laughs> <laughs> Hence why he brought it up. He's like, yes. This is <laughs> and I kind of just like get something and then gobble it all up and like it, it's really well, hard to piece it. Like you know. we'll accidentally starve to death. Uh, <laughs> I was an Eagle Scout as a kid, so you know, I was just like always prepared. But um, I, you know, it's like you have a little ice chest full of my, my favorite has been banana chips and almond butter. Oh, that, that combo, like you're, you're hungry, you're on the road, that will tie you over. It is delicious. Very nice. Brandon, drinking, mm. Brandon comes out with the almond butter and banana chips, saves the night. Saves the night. Every time. Every, every time. <laughs> I can, I can see that. Well, you know, when I was growing up, it was banana and peanut butter. You could put those together. And, yeah, 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 yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah but the, the dried, because then, you know, you don't get the banana all squished and stuff. You just have the dried. Right, right. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. yeah. Yum. So Brandon came in today just talking about walnut butter. Oh, yeah. Now, James, what would you? What dessert would you make with walnut butter? I haven't used, I mean, I haven't, I haven't used different butters, like almond butter or like uh, walnut butter and all like that. I mean, I haven't worked with that. So I wouldn't really know. I'd have to taste it and, and then figure it out. But uh, uh, so, yeah, I mean, I haven't tried the, the different kind of, of nut butters out there. Yeah. So. Well, like, it, yeah, if you can, I've only seen it a couple places. And there's this store next to my girlfriend's. Which store. is really cool. There's, there's a wide variety of, of butters out there. You know what I'm saying? Not just peanut butter, yeah. an allergy or something like that. You got a whole different variety of. Definitely highly recommend the almond or the, sorry, the walnut butter. Almond butter. Also, walnut butter. I'll look out. Nutella has become more of a thing. And it's love, yeah, I love Nutella. Yeah, that's, that's delicious. Yeah, Nutella, I can eat the whole, the whole jar of Nutella. I remember the first time I tried Nutella and I was like, you know, I thought it was like some sort of European thing or something. And I was like, uh, or British thing. And it was like so good. I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm totally down. I, I see why yeah. they get this as it's a replacement for peanut butter. Yeah. When you're, uh, especially when you're like, okay, this is the last time. I'm, this is like the last spoon. 
and you're just like four spoons in more. Yeah. And I'm like, you just got to stop doing it. It's so addicting. Oh, yeah. Yeah. My, my girlfriend and I, we go through many a jar of Nutella. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> That's good, man. That's good. That's good. So what you, you were saying something about your girlfriend and some butter. Oh, you're talking about how we rub each other down with walnut butter? That's what I heard. That's what I heard. That's what I thought, that there, there was some sort of something about that. I don't see much walnut butter, but there's a spot next to my girlfriend's place that sells it, and that was my first time trying it. So highly recommend it if you come across walnut butter and you're a, a nut butter aficionado. That that term though nut butter still just gets like the thirteen year old boy in me just like wanting to crack it. <laughs> <laughs> but, he said he said nut butter. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, so so what is okay? So then so we hear this. So they're saving the day. What is everybody else's favorite little have to have like? Pork rinds. What is it? What's another have to have for you guys? <laughs> I, I always go for beef jerky at some point. Yeah, beef jerky. Best but... beef jerky place you've ever found on your trips. I, I get this question asked all the time. What is your? If you were to like, hey, that place is the best beef jerky in the world. You have to go there. I okay. I would say that there was this place in Texas when we were coming back. Uh, and it was just like a little gas station that had like um, it was like some like local like companies like uh, you know beef jerky there, and it just like it felt it just tasted so like fresh, like not processed, you know, like some like certain like you know beef jerkies like can just kind of have like that like you're like am I eating plastic with flavoring on it right now like or like you know it's like I felt like this is just like really like high quality tasting like meat and like and it's I don't know but I don't remember what it's called unfortunately so that kind of yeah that's awesome Joe came in what's going on Joe what up Joe um that's so good so next time you guys go out you make your way out to Arizona there's a place in Quartzsite Arizona so Quartzsite is on like the other side of the border on the I'm trying to think it's the 10 so it's on the 10 like you go past Blythe and then there's like a town of Quartzsite Arizona Yep. on the north side of the freeway so you have to get off the exit and then go on the north side of the freeway the best jerky ever known to man I don't know why it, it's another one of those little gas station places just like what you're talking about so good and you guys are close enough to when you guys you guys may tour out this way on the 10 sometime. Just make sure you make a stop at the court site. Don't even, it's like a truck stop place. <laughs> but yeah. really good jerky. I'm always like that. The north side. My da yeah, north side of court site on the, when you take the exit, north side of that exit. So, yeah. But I'm going to tell you, Pork Ryan's was my family's like go-to. So going home, you know, my dad would bite. I didn't, they're so them. gross, <laughs> but my dad bought them. So we were always eating them. I'm like, once I figured out what they were when I was a kid, I'm like, what? <laughs> like we ate those all the time. They're so. And then once you know what they are, you're like, oh, I don't do never. Yeah, this is horrible. How could you feed your kid this? It's just fat. It's it's literally it's just. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
<laughs> fried Dan. fat with sand. What's going on, Dan? Fried fat with some salt on it. <laughs> to make it even worse. <laughs> I'm oh, like this. Awesome. Did you guys have the hot ones? Like, did you guys eat the hot pork rinds? We did indeed. We did indeed. And you had to do that, like lick your finger thing you're like yeah because you didn't have because you're in a car and you're like oh yeah well i didn't bring anything but my my gatorade so now i'm just gonna have to eat this (laughs) stuff off my hands and it's salty and you're just dehydrated yeah (laughs) mom was um on the atkins diet for a while you guys remember that growing up back in the day (laughs) oh yeah 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 cottage cheese or something was like the go-to snack <laughs> it's curds. It's curds and whey. It's so wonderful. Yeah. Oh, I same, but I always had it. My mom was like, I would be like, Mom, I'm so hungry. She's like, eat some cottage cheese. I was like, I'm good. <laughs> no thanks. But I was like, oh. so great. <laughs> Everyone's mom was on that diet. <laughs> totally right, dude. Yeah. Everybody was on that diet. Yeah. I'm going to lose my that 30. Yeah. I remember my grandmother having cottage cheese as well, so she always had cottage yeah. cheese. <laughs> oh, you think it's going to make a comeback where they're going to have like this like hip artisanal cottage cheese one day that you get at like your like boutique bodegas. <laughs> they have it like at restaurants. This is like as an appetizer. So I'm going to share. So I'm going to have to tell you. I'm going to tell you the secret to cottage cheese to make it better. This is a family. Nicole, ask Nicole. So Nicole will tell you the family secret is to add fresh salsa or paste salsa two cottage cheese and turn it into a dip it is absolutely phenomenal and it's the only thing that our family calls the family recipe (laughs) my dad will come over to our house and eat it out of the cottage cheese container he with chips he will just eat it over there and we're like okay we have to make a separate one because he will eat over it and then it will get all in there and we're like okay we're gonna eat the second one but let him eat that (laughs) kid you not that came from my grandma like it was like some sort of like like hey wait a second do you know about the family recipe i'm like the family recipe it's just what is it and they're like it's salsa and cottage cheese that's all there is there's nothing else to it you just mix the cottage cheese with the salsa and that's it yes that's it it's the family recipe nobody else knows about it we know and it's all over the world now (laughs) it's out it's out. The secret's out, guys. That's the only way to eat cottage cheese and to make it like a snack. It is good. What is going on? What's going on, Gary? And my uncle used to do that with. Uh, he would do cream cheese and salsa, and he would just oh. like. He would just like. It was so funny. It would just be like a block of cream cheese. In the, yeah. <laughs> in the <middle. laughs> Don't you just love that though? Like how American that is of like that era in the fifties. I think I have my great grandma's like cookbook and it's literally stuff like that. Like the family American recipe where it's like this particular type of canned salsa and this particular type of canned beans together. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) My mom's cottage cheese is a thing. It's like a substitute for real, like for lasagna. 
So you can make an American lasagna. Have you done that before where you use, uh, you can use instead of different, the different types of cheeses, you can use cottage cheese. That's my, so that is one of the main reasons why we always had cottage cheese because we had, we ate lasagna like once a month or something. She would substitute cottage cheese for cheese for the, for the like different types of cheeses that you put in lasagna. Yeah. That makes sense though, because it has the same texture. Kind yep, of. exactly. Like That's lasagna. Yep, and then we just called it American lasagna. And I've I've actually seen it at different rest restaurants where I'm like, yeah, they just put in cottage cheese just like my mom did. So there's I have this like every now and then I'll get a craving for crispy tacos with like oh. pink salsa because that was like taco night growing up. Yep. Right? that's like very American tacos, crispy like, <laughs> shell. Like that, like ground beef from the local, like you know, grocery store with paste yep. salsa, cooked in paste salsa. And then <laughs> you, were, you were a paste family. Oh yeah, we were paste. Big, big we were, we're Hernandez. Oh, Hernandez family. Yeah. yeah, there you go. There you go. Our family was that. Um, I mean, you remember then, like the paste, picante, paste, the paste picante sauce, like commercials. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like the old school commercials. <laughs> that stuff's made in New York City. New York City. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah we're probably a little bit older than you guys um <laughs> like we were probably like i would say that we were probably have we were probably the generation with the adkins diets <laughs> the creators we were the creators of the adkin diet <laughs> i think my, my folks were big into the like no low fat then, oh yeah like, elk this is like the worst it yeah seems like- parts of the milk for you. That's probably why I can't like drink milk anymore because I drink a bunch of lactose growing up instead of like good fatty. Well, this, this is the thing is milk was pushed on people for forever and it's actually really bad for you. So milk really isn't a good product for you. You can't digest the salt, the fats in it because they're huge cells. They're made for baby cows. Yeah. We in the 40s or 50s after the war decided that we were going to push milk into everything and so that's where all the recipes and they had these milk producers they were like instead of having them produce less milk let's just have push them on more milk so that they'll eat it yeah i mean did you guys grow Perfect. up like drinking a glass of milk with dinner yes on certain especially yeah. like with italian food absolutely so certain dinners certain dinners <laughs> Like thinking back, that's such a weird thing now. Like to think of me like making some pasta and then pouring myself a cold glass of milk. Yeah. But like that was my my grandma still does that. She throws a cold yep. Glass of milk. Yo, what's up, Nick? What's going on? What's going on? Things I buy. I know that guy. What's up, Mick? <laughs> yep, Mick. Uh, we have a Canadian in the house. <laughs> Yo, Mick. Neil. Yeah. So, um, so let's, let's talk, let's talk some music here. So the main reason why we come on these things, I love talking food. So we, you can tell that we're both foodies. Um, but let's talk your music. Wow. Just wow. Um, impressive music. Um, and it, I just absolutely loved it. The first time I heard it, I was like, I am so, I'm such a big blues fan. I play blues rock anyway on my guitar i'm like 80s metal and then i started realizing that blues was like so like that emotional release which is where i can get down with exactly what you guys are doing um that mixture of blues rock and then you also have 
I would almost say some jazzish type of stuff going on for it. And I, I just absolutely love what you guys have done. I love the sultry music that you guys have produced that amazing, amazing voices on your I, just phenomenally sounding. And then you add that, you know, the, the guitar and the other thing and the drums into it, just beautiful music. And it's, I mean, I, I, every song is so different. And I had one of my friends tell me this. They said, they're sugar babe. Um, they were like, that's making baby music is what they told me. we're gonna do a little bit of songs here and now we're going to play i absolutely love it though and and every song really does sound uniquely different I absolutely love it. It still has some bluesy tones in, but I, I thought that it had so much. I mean, I just could pick up different genres within yeah. your music. It's not just blues rock. I do definitely pick up that psychedelic rock piece, um, which I really love that. That's that 70s kind of feel to it. Mm. So, But you also have that almost like a Southern rock that mixed with some jazz. I mean, it, it's just amazingly good stuff. And... This, you guys were recorded really well too. The songs are, you know, it's not, it's very crisp, very, I, I just absolutely love the music. So let's go into that a little bit. What is it that you guys, how do you guys, and, and you guys are probably asked this a million times, what goes into making your music? What is your inspirations for making? Well, I think I was just going to say, because of all the different genres and the influences that we kind of put into our music. Um, we all come from like pretty different backgrounds of music. So um, I thought you wanted to talk about that. We had that like kind of idea with when we were. Oh, well, I guess the kind of idea that like started Blood Moon Howlers was this thing that like when I was uh, working at this music shop, uh, basically I would see all of the ads that people would put up for bands. And they would always have kind of the same layout where they would talk about like, hey, if you like these five bands, let's start a band together. And I kind of was just sort of like, well, every time I hear one of those bands that happens out of that, it always just sounds like a worse version of those five bands. Now, granted, you know, that band could go on and grow and turn into its own thing and everything, and that's great and whatever. But I just kind of thought, like, what if, like, that wasn't the goal? What if the goal was to, like, meet people that you, like, want to play music with, regardless of the background? And, like, just, like, because it just seemed to me that bands that sort of uh, innovated, like, you know, music, like someone like Queen or something like that, or like The Doors or something, where like their sound is very, very much different than like other bands that were doing stuff. You know, it was like they all had different like right. influences, came from different places, like listened to different music and stuff. So that's a array of ideas that are being presented when you're working on a song together or something. It's just like, you know, like you, you we are getting stuff that is like, hey, this is a jazz board or like this is like a move that they would do in a jazz song or like, you know, Actually, Matt has, like, a really big metal background. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah, but I, I mean, I kind of, like, you know, I, I love, always loved the blues stuff, too, growing up and everything. And then, like, you know, Brandon brought in his whole list of, like, influence. Juju brought in, like, Juju was, like, a huge, like, 
a uh, fan of like pop music and Motown and, you know, and we kind of, I mean, the kind of thing where we all sort of like meet up is on like the, like, I mean, there's a lot of ways that we all meet up because we all like a lot of this stuff, but like, I would, maybe the main one would be like some of that like 70s like rock stuff, you know, like Led Zeppelin or like. Because you're, Brandon brought in a lot of like the like funk and the. Yeah, I grew up listening to like Parliament was like the religion. You oh, know? there you go. Yep, yep. That because like, but and I love it because I was such a big Chili Peppers fan as a younger kid, and then like because of them, found out about Funkadelic, and then that just like changed my world. You know. Yeah. yeah so, then, so the you know, intro to your Moon was it Moonlighters? Mm-hmm. I was like, that's so red, red hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> I was like, somebody's like totally listened to some Chili Peppers because I thought it was just, oh, that's so awesome. Loved it. Absolutely. Yeah. So there's such an array of just musical influences and backgrounds and stuff that, you know, when we make music and when, and then, you know, from touring and, and playing together so much, like all the different kind of like jamming and different parts of the songs where we kind of do these like long intros or outros or whatever. And it's always different when we perform too, every time. You play a song live it always kind of morphs we as well you know kind of go from one song to another song and and kind of just transition it to see what happens and so it could take us like five minutes to get to the next song you know because we're just kind of like feeling it so it's just it's just fun it's a lot of freedom kind of like grateful deadish huh up there playing and then just jamming together you're just jamming together that's what sometimes that's what that's about creating new sounds absolutely and that's so fun to do in front of a live crowd i think the live crowd also digs it because they can feel it you know they can feel that music vibing together absolutely love it james what do you got so the first song i heard was um they're actually a rendition of toto or of africa uh by toto <laughs> um which really really good and, and even kind of set that apart from the actual like version of it even the video was like really i think really well made uh, <laughs> I, I, dig, I, I dug the video i love i love that that was we did that yeah that like well we actually had a really fun time making that cover but um that's been like brandon's favorite song for like a long yeah, time it was like a birthday present yeah. and, like where, where show, like I showed y'all's names and then showed like the saxophone. Like, like the video was actually just kind of like a funny like idea that. Yeah, like, well, our friend, our friend Summer, who directed it, I, I called her about. I was just like, "Hey, Matt and Juju made this like awesome song for my birthday. Would you be down to make video?" And she just like did it because she was like, "Yeah, it's her birthday. Let's do nice. it." So my whole idea was. <laughs> I just wanted like our friends who were pouring Clamato on us. That was gonna be the whole video, just that in slow motion. Nice. It needs something else. I was like, no, and she's like, it does, and then so. Now we were really into drinking micheladas at the time. Yeah, it was a Mitchie summer for sure. So, did you guys ever drink micheladas? I have, yes. Yeah. We were like really into it. We were really into it, into it. We for like were... a few years. <laughs> we, I like, I wouldn't leave the house without a bottle of Clamato. Like my friend <laughs> came over with a case of Clamato for my birthday that year because it was just like that's what we did <laughs> that year. all the time. Actually, we were trying to get a Clamato endorsement. We kind of fell through. 
they were really excited about it. And then we just, yeah, we didn't put the video out in the right time. All of a sudden, we, it kind of fell through. We'll, we'll get back to that. We'll, we'll <laughs> one day, one day. But you know what? I will say that that is a really good drink. I, I still I still do the V8. I don't do the Clamat. I don't do the other one. But I do V8, the spicy V8. And I'll add that to some stuff. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Come over and uh, we were we were recording him one day, but he actually made a homemade clamato juice. So <laughs> that's uh, that's in the works too. Because we had this idea, we were like, well, what if we made like? Because if you look at clamato, it's like terrible. Oh. For you. So we were like, Every tons of sodium. Make, what if yeah. we make like a healthy version of like? Oh and, and our friend, he's like. Uh, his name uh, Kalen Chase, but he he like came up with this little idea on how he thought he could like substitute the salty taste with like you know some celery or some shit like that, you know, and like he made this whole. <laughs> it's actually really good. Yeah. Huh. That's good. That's good. There you go. Uh, the fridge too long, and it kind of turned into a science experiment, though. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens with veg. That's what happens with fresh vegetables if you let them start bubbling and stuff. <laughs> It's alive. The start is like right through the open fridge. But that's kind of the concept of the Africa video. Is it has nothing to do with Africa. It's just the we're Brandon, but it's like literally. Just in case you were wondering. And it got really hot that summer, and we were kind of you know just seriously hot, and just we're like we got to sit in the pool, and you just got to pour clamato on. Well, it was, it was actually, it, it was about us turning in, like as a band, turning into human Micheladas. Yeah. <laughs> it was hot, you know. Well, you could say it was Africa hot. There you yeah. go. Yeah. There you go. It was Africa hot. Like, that summer was really hot. Yeah. It was, it was like in the hundreds. That's why I, I just had the kiddie pool in the front yard because I was just sitting there every day drinking beer. It was too hot to do anything. <laughs> Except for make her vi music video. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank so goodness it was somebody's thing. birthday. So yeah. Another thing I saw too is that you guys played a uh, the first ever virtual reality Burning Man show. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was tell was us that? about that. How was that? How yeah, was... tell us about that. It was unique. Uh, it was like it was it was pretty wild how they set it all up and everything. But like basically, they had different like venues hosting the bands and um and they were basically live streaming from there and then like i mean maybe you would explain this better but like they were like basically like putting these live streams like in these different like camps and tents in the virtual world and so we wow. went down to a place in burbank um and just basically did like a live stream concert and they had all these great lights and everything and it was fun and we like well, they were kind of going back and forth from, like, they were airing from three uh, studios on the West Coast, at least, that was mm -hmm. part of the Riverbia mm -hmm. camp, which is, like, the only camp that does, like, live music. Yeah, right? they have, they're the only, like, so, I don't know if you guys have been to Burning Man or not, but for, I guess for those listening to having this, like, yeah, the main area is, like, it's, like, the playa where, like, all the major sound stages are, and Riverbia is the only one that does, there's a major sound stage that does live music. Uh, right. So I got invited for my first time ever to Burning Man the year before to play with some people and just made really good friends with them. And so we were planning on playing at Burning Man in 2020. And then when that all fell through, they asked us to come play the uh, the virtual live stream. And it was so cool because it was like in a virtual, awesome. they, you know, some tech geniuses made, recreated like the playa, but where you'd have a little avatar and it was like a video game. 
But when you That's go awesome. through the sound stages, all of a sudden you would hear a live stream music. So certain sound stages would have DJs like actually playing a set at midnight, you know, or whatever time, you know, you were tuning in from, but when you would walk up in the virtual world, you could like watch their performance. So wow. what happened is there's three studios, like Juju was saying that would um, kind of alternate the performances. So like when our set happened, it was like one in Seattle just finished. And then if you walked up to the Reverbia um, stage in the virtual playa at that time, you'd see us playing on the screen. So wow. I thought it was like, it was such a cool, unique experience to be a part of because the Burning Man world is like becomes so huge and like it's such something that brings people together. Where obviously it was very different than being there, but it was such a beautiful experience in itself because so many people who wouldn't normally get to go have the ability or or yeah, right. to go to begin with got to experience it to a degree and experience like that magic of just a bunch of people coming together to like make something happen. You know, because it wasn't like funded or anything. It was just a bunch of people going like, let's just do this. Let's make it happen. And everyone like right. pulled their resources and made it happen. It was an interesting experience too, because we did, we played two nights, but what actually happened was we played one night and we did one live and then we pre-recorded a, another set that got played the next day. And it was funny because oh, no. we showed up um, and we were going to pre-record the set and then do the live set. So we did an entire set and then found out that the guy did didn't, hit, didn't hit record. Oh, <laughs> no. So we were like, oh, okay. And then, and then we did the live set. And then after that set, did another set that was pre-recorded. So we probably played like a good like five hours of music that night. <laughs> oh, wow. Up until the sun came up. So it was a very Burning Man experience. That totally is a Burning Man experience. How awesome is that? That's so cool. And you know what? That's what I love about the Burning Man. It's about the creativity that's piece. That's crazy. But it, I love the creative because that's the whole thing about right. Burning Man is that unique that's idea of people coming crazy. together. Yeah, that's really cool. I, I've never done it. And now I think I've been told that I'm too old to do it. But I've been told also, you know, nobody, nobody's too old. That's bullshit. Yeah, there's no, there's no. Age. No. But it feels time to go. It's time to go. And it's just, there's something. You can be like 100. If you can get there, if you're 100 years old, then. Yeah, I mean, I see people. You're never too old. You're never too old to walk around the desert naked. Yeah. <laughs> I got, th I got that down. I got that down. I, you know, I live in the desert. Um, I don't know about naked, but. <laughs> people, people might throw me people might throw me some clothes at that point um <laughs> put some clothes on nobody wants to see that <laughs> um so anyway <laughs> so anyway um so take me through your your so you guys are coming from different backgrounds how are you guys creating music to where is there like is it like you have your guitarist playing and, or are you guys lyricists and you guys start with the lyrics or is it, how are you guys go coming together and just creating the, I mean, the lyrics are awesome. So they definitely are perfect. Some people start with the, the poetry part of the lyrics and then try to make music around it. Or are you guys doing it all at the same time? The, the main way that it happens is, um, uh, basically, like, it, it kind of happens, like, very separately in a way, but it all comes together, uh, like, at the end, and that's really all the magic happens. But the way that it starts, maybe, is, like, I just have, like, my cell phone, like, full of riff ideas when I'm just, like, sitting around playing guitar and stuff like that. And then I also, um, the way that, like, I do lyrics is I just sort of, like, write a little bit every day. 
Um, and then eventually it all lines up and then I'll, um, you know, once I have enough of an idea, I'll, I'll bring that to like Juju and then kind of like, just like see if it's something. And then if it's something, then we bring it into like the, the whole group with all three of us and like, and then, you know, and then that's where, you know, all of the, the, you know, it really gets put together and stuff. And then um, we'll start with like a ray for sometimes it'll start with the melody ideas. It doesn't always start the same way. But like, uh, like Juju comes in with like a lot more just like uh, basic chords usually and like and like lyrics and like a melody idea. And, uh, nice. so, and then mean, we'll like, it's kind of different. I mean, because then when I started doing bass stuff, like the newest one was the. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, so, like, it always Feral, happens. Feral 33 was made off of a bass riff first. And oh, that's that's cool. So. It's just all different every time, but then yeah, we'll usually, um, it's just kind of, yeah, it's just different. It's hard to say each time, but like we get like a song, um, kind of like the concept and the, you know, the whole thing kind of working together and then we Have jam you... through it and then, you know, uh, nice. Brandon will, like all three of us getting together, Brandon will like, you know, have different ideas. That... And get... Yeah. Have you ever seen the, the Sympathy for the Devil, like making up thing with the Rolling Stones? No, but I, I love that song, but no. Check this out. So I'll just do a quick version of this. What we try and do is what we see in that video, because what happens is, is Mick Jagger comes in with all the words, and basic melody written and chords, and he's strumming like through. And it kind of sounds like Bob Dylan. But then what happens is, is they like end up working out the arrangement as a band. So what we try and do just to like, uh, just to be like efficient really is come in with like, an idea already and then we start like hashing it out and then we work out like how the arrangement goes like together as a band so that it has that like and it really works i'm gonna i'm gonna say this that that's probably the reason why some of your sound is so different on different songs like it's just like you can just listen to one you're like okay that's an awesome song and then it just completely changes on the next song but it's because you guys are taking different elements on creating like if you're taking a bass line and you take the next time you're taking a guitar riff as your as your beginning place, it's going to sound a little different. And you guys are composing from a different area of music, even though you're still having that some of the same sounds. But I, I get it. I totally get it. That's awesome. That's really cool. Thanks and this so and oh sorry. No, you go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say. And then there's a lot of things where like we'll show up, we'll have all the ideas, and then like the moment Brandon starts playing, you you there's like a natural thing that starts happening. If he starts playing certain something. Then we start hearing it and then we start we'll start jamming to that or like you know it's like it always morphs you know it's very um you know collaborative when it comes yeah. to that point you know very flow it's with the flow you're flowing with the music that's awesome and then it's always kind of interesting because we have like both of us are singing so it's kind of like was well, it going to be a duet is it going to be me singing lead and you back me up or is you using lead and i back you up kind of thing we want to kind of see what the lyrics would be from a perspective, from female perspective, or kind of back and forth. And we always kind of try and tell the story from the best perspective that we feel like would kind of get the, the message out that we're trying to say for each song. Um, so like, like sometimes like I'll come up with <clears throat> all the lyrics and then you know, kind of like Matt will critique them or like, um, like <laughs> actually Burrow is pretty funny because like I was singing the song and Brandon actually misheard a lyric. But then oh, yeah. he's like, are you saying this? And I was like, oh, shit, that's really cool, actually. I was saying that. 
or like or Natalie like looked at my lyrics and be like, okay, this one's really cool, but this one doesn't really like work for this or that, and like kind of just critique and talk about it and stuff. So it's, yeah, it's really fun. It's really cool. I it, and it's making it does make for awesome music. I mean, I've I've just really enjoyed. It. I've listened to it all week. I always take like the week to just listen to your music, and I really don't listen to anything else. I'm because I want to. What I try to do is I try to get what your music is saying to me, and then I'll listen to it again, and I'll try to get your influences, and then I tr I'll read your bio, <laughs> and then your bio will tell me something, but. Like I could get, the, I, I picked up the psychedelic rock. I definitely pulled, picked up the Chili Peppers in there. I was like the first song that I heard, and I was just like, "That's Chili Peppers right there. That is so awesome." And then um, that that one song that the oh, I missed it. I just said the Babe song, Sugar Babe. Um, Sugar yeah. Babe. I was like, I I was like, yep, yep. And when I heard my friend say the same thing, I was like, yep. That's so, and I was like trying to play, I was trying to like Alicia Keys. I was going with some like different jazzy type of songs that I learned jazz musicians that I've heard recently that just, it sounded so much like, and then it had some of the guitar part. I was like, this is the perfect stuff for that mix. Plus it has the really easy guitar parts that are just sounding awesome to go along with it. Just, right. you know, just really great sounding stuff that just, lays back and and the vocals are the highlight though and then other ones you can hear the guitar the riffs are some of the highlight i love it it's great stuff great I stuff to ask, I, I love the, the even the name of the band how'd you come up with the name of the band there you go that's uh, always got, I, gotta, I gotta i gotta say like because i even told my girlfriend like the name of the band and she's like that sounds pretty awesome for awesome of a name <laughs> it was a it was quite a uh, literal story where um, it was one inebriated evening uh, that we <laughs> it was it was actually literally the the blood moon in 2015 and uh, Juju and I had like a little bit of a party going on some people over and stuff like that and we were drinking a lot and uh, <laughs> now we decided that we needed to go howl at the moon and so we were like in the middle of the street this is when we were living in Silver Lake and, um, and we were like taking all our clothes off in the street and stuff. And, howling. and they were like, we need to be closer to the moon right now. So then we climbed up on the roof of our duplex. And, and then we're and our, our, our landlord came out and was like, what the hell are you guys doing? You know? And, uh, we were like, you want to come out here and do this? You got to get in on this, you know? That's the best story ever, guys. That's the best story yeah, ever. Yeah. <laughs> we were out naked, howling at the moon on 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 a blue moon or blood moon. <laughs> That's the best ever. <laughs> like I was, we were talking to a band the other time, a couple, and they're just like, "Yeah, you know, this really kind of gelled," and we were like, "Okay, that's you know, that's a story." <laughs> That is a story. That's a story, and it, it why is always the best stories. There's always like, and there's alcohol involved with this. Like, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're inebriated. <laughs> we thought this was a great idea. So we had a. So I don't know what, but but yeah, yeah. It does make for a great story. That's an. <laughs> So we used to have sit next to a guy next door, and that's exactly when he had too much to drink. He was out howling at the moon. We were always like, 
what's up with that dude? There's <laughs> like problem in it, you know. It's like if you ever go out and just like howl, like feel good, you know. Like, I, I'm thinking that we're gonna have to try it. No. That's the new thing, everybody. Everybody who is on this stream, you guys are going to have to howl at the moon and then give me in the comments of this video how it went. How does it feel to howl? Be one of the howlers that uh, they're talking about and let us know what you guys think of uh, the experience. I want to hear it. I want to hear it from our guests. Yeah, absolutely. Where you close off, where you're drinking, where you're not drinking. That's right. That's what we want to hear. I didn't think Howlin would change my life. Now I make a six-figure salary and I have a beautiful wife. You know, like what? <laughs> That's exactly it. I wasn't a howler until I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm a howler. Now I'm. My life has changed. I got my. It's like a country song. You get your okay. wife back. You get your car back. You get your pickup back. You get your dog back. Yeah. <laughs> Some people may stay away from you because they think that there may be a werewolf next door. It works out for everyone. Might be. <laughs> right. Away from you, you feel good. I love it. I absolutely love it. So, LA. So, you you guys are from Silver Lake. Now, where is Silver Lake? Well, so we're actually from. Um, well, I'm actually from San Jose, up north. Mm -hmm. And then. Um, Matt was born in the valley. Yeah, I was born in the valley. So he's real part of LA. And then you were born in Ukraine. Is I born in the mountains and inland empire, if you're familiar with like San Bernardino, but it's like two oh, yeah. hours of LA. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, I just talked to a guy from San Bernardino. Yeah. Like two days ago. No, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so you guys are real cali though but you guys are not like transplants and we're trying to you guys have been raised in in cali so what is your favorite thing about california i always ask this question about from people from cali what is your favorite thing about living in cali and things that you like were like thought most people think that everybody in california do, does but they don't do I would say that like my favorite thing about it is that you're close to the mountains, you're close to the beach, you're close to the lakes, you're close to, you know, they're close to a lot of different things as far as that kind of stuff goes. So you can uh, do a lot, see a lot. Yeah, yeah, my sister actually just did the the California, I think it was, what should we call it? The California Adventure thing where you oh, right, right. snowboard and, and surf in the same day. Oh, that's awesome. So you can yeah, actually go, to the, yeah, you can actually do that. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I'd say mine's probably the Sierras and Big Sur. Yeah, so like the nature here for me is like, I, I and all the different parts of California, you know, how much it changes from San Diego and the border in Tijuana up to like Northern California. And, you know, that it's in one state, there's so much beauty, you know, going out, like now I was saying, going to the desert, going to the beach, going to the mountains, and it's all relatively close. Like, yeah, that, that's like hands down my, my absolute favorite part here why i love california so much yeah i agree with you there i absolutely love it for that reason too and what's what, things what, that what is the things that you think that everybody thinks in california you do but you don't do you go to the beach every day yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> now, now here's what for people who don't live in california tell them why you don't go to the beach every day just tell them the sand fucking sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick you the sand and then LA. So if you live in LA, what is what is it that when you tell people in LA, do you go by how do you tell how you travel through LA? 
you seen that skit like the Californians on on Saturday Night Live? <laughs> Basically, that you have your your direction. He takes the four or five to Sepulveda. You know? Yeah, I mean, the thing is like unless you're fortunate enough to live like in Venice because you've got a great deal or just have a lot of money. Like it just takes way too long to get to the beach from. That's what I was just getting at. That long is just a pain in the ass. Yeah. It's like it's a it's a mission. It's a daily trip. You know, it's not like I'm just gonna go to the beach real quick. Yep, that's exactly, and that's why. So people describe L.A. or San Diego not as bad as in San is L.A., but it's not the miles; it's how long it takes you to get there. And people don't realize that it's like, oh yeah, it's just like five miles. No, it's two hours. You can't get there. No, you're not going there. You have to take this freeway, this freeway, this freeway, because none of the streets go through. There's a mountain in the way. And so you're like, what, what? I can't just because I'm Phoenix is a grid. Everything is flat. It all goes through every, you can start at one street and go all the way to the other side of the valley on one street. It stays the same. There's no difference. And in LA, there's no way you cannot get through on the surface streets. You just have to, everything's a highway and everybody's on the highway. So it's all. It was only maybe a couple weeks ago that we were just literally stopped on the freeway and people were just like getting out of their cars and like, like, Hey, does anyone see what the hell's going on up there? You know, we're just like, kind of like just stopped on the freeway for just, I think we were there for, 30 minutes or something like and like people were just like taking pictures doing little photo shoots on the road <laughs> like it was just like there's like you can't account for that shit in la <laughs> yeah. well did everybody start did everybody start playing the everybody hurts album right or the song right then in there <laughs> <laughs> they're like all rem just pulls up no there's people here <laughs> yeah when, when you know things started opening back up and traffic started goes like no 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 we need to be stuck in in quarantine longer <laughs> <laughs> i could get to my re- favorite restaurant in 15 minutes now it's an hour again yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And you know what the worst thing about it is everybody got out of hibernation and then forgot how to drive. So now they're just getting into like accidents right and left because they don't know how to, they're like, I don't know how to drive anymore in this city because it's because California drivers are unique. They'll, they'll take the, they'll be on the left-hand lane highway, that left-hand lane, and they'll just pull right over into the, they don't care. It's just right, but it's all methodical. But if you don't have that timing, right you're in an accident well you know it's it's not their favorite way the other way so no matter how much it right. beats everyone else they got it this way <laughs> yes <laughs> that's what i was like hey aren't we supposed to go and i she lived right off the north 101 and i was like uh how do you and it's like the small little like exit to get off and on this thing i'm like how do you even like get it and then if you miss the exit you're going four more miles down the street and so it's not going to be the same is here in highland park where we all live um it's the first freeway in southern california so you go from a dead stop at a stop sign to 60 miles an hour on the freeway oh like, wow lanes so you you stop and you have to wait till you don't see any cars and then just like floor it to get off <laughs> and then there's the people who don't realize that's not an on-ramp it's actually a stop sign and they'll just kind of 
roll onto the freeway into a oncoming lane into a lane that's already going uh, no, oh wow me. james is gone oh it's like okay. i think this is like the tradition now it's like okay it is 609 it is time for james to have issues what? with his camera exactly. some dogs some dogs have now tripped over the line no there's no dog. actually like all the dogs that make noise are gone like they're not here right now so dogs like, are gone more, battery was replaced yeah battery yeah. was replaced still and now issues. he's still issues it's the ghost in the computer it's the ghost in the stream Probably. But it's not a stream until something goes wrong with one of our equipment. <laughs> yeah, yeah we uh, we had a live stream one time where we had a blackout. I had a blackout over here in my neighborhood. <laughs> like just random, <laughs> like ha- yeah, what? Everything went dark. <laughs> happened any other day? Just had to happen. Yeah. Well, I hit it right literally five minutes before the stream. It started monsooning, so I'm like, oh no, <laughs> am I gonna? What's gonna go on now? Last year during this time, we had a monsoon and it actually hit um, a area near us, like a, th- a lightning hit somewhere and then it blew out my internet. It like blew the moat, the router, as well as like one of my kids' ports. So it was like I had to go buy a bunch of new equipment to get my computer. And it was like we all had to work from home. So I was like on my phone trying to do the, does my internet on my phone work right? Yeah, just horrible. Well, we're going to wrap it up. We always try to keep it to an hour to concert to, because you guys are, your guys' time is valuable. We want you guys to be able to get out there. Tell us about what is going on now that everything's open up. Now we can ask these questions. Where right. are you guys playing? What are you guys doing next? Uh, well, we're actually we're getting pretty excited because we're, um, we're talking about Texas and stuff. Um, we're, we're actually working with uh, a producer that we met. We um, played in some we went to some different like uh, studios and did some like live sessions and stuff and studios during COVID. Um, so we got to go to like Nashville and San Francisco and Austin and we met uh, Jacob Skiba, who's a producer on Austin. And um, we, and if you don't know his work, he works for, he, he did like the last couple of Gary Clark Jr.'s albums. He's, he's worked oh, wow. on his music Black for the Eagle. last 20 years. Uh, yeah. He's yeah, Black Pistol Fire, Shaky Dreams. Really hit it off with him. And so now we're actually um, doing an album with him in Austin. So we're going to be going there for a little bit. And uh, we. Uh, That's awesome. Is, you've heard actually of ours. We're actually kind of redoing them and revamping it with him. So we're going to take them and put like a full album together. So, so make it an. Are you guys going to make a full EP or just album? Full album. We're shooting for an album. album. Nice. Nice. During COVID, we've written some songs when we were going to studios and stuff, and we, we have a whole. All of a sudden, we're like, "Oh, we have a whole album!" So that's we're beautiful. Excited about that, and that's kind of been our, our main focus lately. But um, we just played a show in Salt Lake City, in Utah. That was our first time traveling out there, and um, with the brew, we actually this brewery called um, Salt Fire Brewing that is out in Salt Lake City, and we met um, one of the owners of that. Brewery actually on tour when we were in Arizona. I think it was like the first time we were in Arizona. Yeah, the uh, Yucca Tap Room up there. And uh, we we hit it off with him and he hang, hung out and watched our set and we stayed in touch all through COVID because we were supposed to go out there and play and we had this whole thing. Um, but then with COVID everything got rescheduled and shut down obviously. But then they finally had their festival, their music festival and anniversary party thing out there like a couple weeks ago. So we made the track and went out there and they actually made a beer after our band. Oh, that's so cool. The Blumenhauer's Haller's Haller Hazy, 
That's, that's awesome. awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> Everybody who's in Salt Lake City, and I have a ton of you guys out there that I know that I that listen to me, uh, go check them out. That is really cool. That is ultra cool. Yeah, they're really, really good people. Yeah, it was yeah. really fun. We definitely want to go back there. And we're just excited to, to start touring and traveling again. And um, we realized our band doesn't have air conditioning, so we have to do well, that. I feel like it, it worked. So we left. And also, I felt like before quarantine, like if you left LA by 10 a.m., you were good heading east. Now it's just like traffic all the time. So we left at 10 to head there. And that, I feel like it worked. But some somewhere along the way to Vegas, the air conditioning went out, so uh, it's a very hot trip. <laughs> there's always the van story, like the van. Like there's oh. always the like people don't talk about that much, but it's like a van that is from the '70s or '80s, and it's been owned by five owners, and we picked it up to put all of our equipment in. So it's a it's hauling all the equipment for your gig, plus three humans plus it's made in 1980s and and you're going in the middle of the summer <laughs> what could go wrong <laughs> what could possibly go wrong yes i love it um my south for winter which is another band uh they were telling us about their broke down van stories <laughs> they're just like we're in the middle of nowhere we have no money we're trying to get some money at the gig we're gonna go to but if we can't get to the gig there's no money and we're in the middle of nowhere on the east coast so yeah just you gotta love stories like that yeah but i'm glad that you guys got there and were able to play so now you have to go fix the van to be able to go to texas yeah definitely fix, oh, fix the van we like we bought the van right before covid we were starting to tour like a ton and we we're like right. we really need to get a van and um so we were renting we we're trying it was just like no we gotta get a van we're gonna be touring so much it's gonna be awesome so we got the van and then literally like that month covid like just everything uh. got fixed all of our tours got canceled, everything got canceled. So it was just sitting out in our like street, like in this like area where they have street cleaning and also. So we kept having to move it around from like parts of the park stop for like the whole, like this extent of COVID. And it got broken into. Oh no. And then we're like this poor van had so much promise. I was all excited to get on the road. <laughs> no doubt. And that you know what a bummer, because now you guys are gonna have to go reschedule all but you know what, you you all are so good that I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that you guys will be able to pick up and we'll be hearing your name more often because you guys are very talented individuals. Anything last thoughts, James, for them? No, it's been, uh, like I said, I always enjoy these live streams because it gets me to, to learn about different bands that are out there that I haven't heard about yet. And uh, and learning, I mean, I've, any band that we've had, I mean, I've been just, it's great music and it's great a great experience. And, and it kind of breaks away from the actual normal stuff that, you know, anybody might listen to whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it just brings a, a different, you know, more, it broadens my view of different bands that are out there. You know what I'm saying? It's, instead of the actual bands that are just played on the radio or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But so I actually have anybody here with us, um, you know, being you know, interviewed and, and stuff like that and learning more about you has been awesome. So, yeah, I thank you guys for, for joining with us. Yeah, thank yeah, you guys awesome. for thank having you. us, man, yeah. and uh, it was great to meet you guys. Thanks for uh, uh, 
doing the dessert thing gave us a ch- an excuse to go get ice cream in the middle of the day. Which, <laughs> that's right. Totally that's different. right. That's what it's all about is eat the desserts and then just chat and have a good time. Um, we appreciate you all for coming out and everybody who is out there, go check them out. They are on Spotify. I always suggest Spotify because you guys get some money, you know, 0.007 cents off of every view, but they do get some money. Come sell support there. Yeah, they do come support these guys. Go and see when you guys have a, I have actually posted the website is rolling around on the bottom there. Um, and it will actually, it's in the uh, description as well, or will be in the description. Yeah. Go check them yeah, out. Um, amazingly good musicians. And that is what I'm going to say about your band is, is that there's, this is musically sound and it is really good and vast. So I have actually really enjoyed listening to your music and I'm so glad that we had you had the opportunity to meet with y'all uh-huh. and try to promote a little bit of what you guys are doing. And, um, you guys have a great day. And everybody else who's out there in fan land, we'll see you next time. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, rock on. <laughs>